Blog Talk Radio.
To show our appreciation for your support. Thank you, DJs.
make a make a clap to this. Make a clap, make a clap, make make a make a clap to this. Make 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 a make a make a make a clap, make a clap. Go get a girl and get soft and warm. Don't get excited, you've been invited to a quiet storm. But now it's out of hand, cause you told me you hate me. And then you asked what have I done lately? First you said all you want is love and affection. Let me be your angel and I'll be your protection. Take you out and buy you all kinds of things. Make a make a make a clap to this. Call the attitude, you need food to eat up I'm scheming like I'm dreaming on the couch with my feet up You scream, I'm lazy, you must be crazy Thought I was a donut, you tried to glaze me Dude, just barely eating stomach, touching your back I'm in the finest, sipping rosé or expensive shine Dine 
1997, and um, and then we uh, released the Game of Life in 2001. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't get to see the release of that. I went to prison. I went to the feds in 2001, and uh, I didn't come home until 2007. So, but when I came home, I released my first solo album, which is the K Word, came out in 2008, and now I'm going to release my second solo album, which is uh, one of the tracks you just played now, uh, Kingpin, the Six Year Theory. That that'll be coming out this summer. Wow, well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you're keeping yourself busy and you're still putting that great music out there. Um, how, all right, was all right. the, how was the industry for you back then compared to what it is now? Uh, um, I mean, it's a little different. See, back then there was so many opportunities that was open, you know what I'm saying, uh, a lot of traveling, a lot of, um, you know, back then CDs were selling great and you was getting able to travel. Nowadays it seems like the Internet kind of like, or the downloading, should I say, kind of like slowed everything down, you know what I'm saying? Uh, record sales aren't aren't the same as they was. You know, you get a lot of downloads and ringtones and all that, but as far as CDs and shows and stuff, it kind of slowed down a little bit. So you just got to find other avenues and other ways to keep yourself hot, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I noticed that a lot of people are producing for others and, and writing, you know, music and songs and everything for other people. Is that something yeah. you do too? Uh, well, as of right now, I'm, I'm about to dwell into that. As of right now, we're just dealing with uh, trying to get my own music back out there, get my name back out there relevant. I'm just kind of like advertising myself right now. But, yeah, I definitely would get into that. Okay. Now, um, are you still involved with your, your crew, or do you have, like, new people involved with you? Uh, well, as of right now, my, my man, uh, Ten, he kind of likes uh, uh, retirement mode. I'm trying to pull him out of retirement. Uh, but me and my man, TC, uh, we got like a little uh, Bay Legends tour going on right now. We're going out with RBL, 11.5, Rapper Fote, uh, you know, some UNLV. So we've been doing a lot of shows. We've been doing like the Frisco Legends tour in different, different Frisco Legends tour in different cities. And uh, you know, we've been just keeping ourselves active, doing shows, doing club venues, and stuff like that. Uh, plus, you know, I've been in the studio recording songs, and you know, saying I'm, I still got my, uh, I got the whole Totally Insane catalog on iTunes and. If y'all uh, interested or if y'all don't know about us and would like to learn about us, you know, go ahead and Google us, Totally Insane, T-O-T-A-L-L-Y, Insane, I-N-S-A-N-E, or you can Google myself, Ad Capone, A-D-K-A-P-O-N-E, and um, check check me out, you know, check out check out what I'm working with. Okay. Well, um, I'll get that information out to the listeners, too. <clears throat> One second. So now, I've been hearing all these rumors about, Uh, there's rumors going around, and it's probably cleared up in some areas, but um, there was actually a rumor that something had happened to you, that you were no longer with us. Do you have an idea how uh, it started? Well, it's it's weird. Well, well, I heard a couple of stories like that. Um, In 2001, when I got locked up, I got locked up in Louisville, Kentucky, Um, and a lot of people really didn't know what really happened. So it was it was word on the internet and on uh uh rap uh dot com that I got murdered and I was in a bad drug deal and I got murdered and all kind of things and um I was hearing that stuff when I was locked up, I was calling home. People tell me, Man, the word on the streets is you got killed, you got shot, you took the police on a high speed chase in three states and wrecked the car, flipped over, died in a plane in a car crash and all that. But that wasn't the truth. And then when I got home, 
crazily, when I got home and I got released from prison about a year later, I had spine surgery. I got into a car accident. I got rear-ended, and um, I went to the hospital to get checked out, and I had a, uh, a cyst growing on my spinal cord. I had 90% blockage of my spinal cord. If I wouldn't have got... Uh, if I wouldn't have got to the doctor and got x-rayed, I could have been paralyzed from the neck down. So that was kind of like a miracle. And so I went to the hospital to get the surgery, to get that removed. And I was cool. I was in recovery. And I go on, um, I think it was MySpace, and it's a rumor that I died in a car accident. Mm. I had people calling the hospital, asking to come see my body, and uh, asking, calling my mom, asking when the funeral was going to be and all that. And I was cool. Mm. The surgery they did the surgery in a couple of hours, and I was recovering for the next couple of days. I was back on the streets in like five days. Wow. But as, yeah, but people was calling my mind, asking when the funeral was, and, man, it was crazy. So, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm on a lot of people's minds, and a lot of people care about me in order to be talking about me like that, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, you know, so I, I, it was scary. It was kind of like, I mean, you never want nobody to think you did, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of crazy, but... At the same time, it's a love because they was calling in concern. It wasn't like they was, you know, doing nothing malicely. They was calling in concern, so it was all good. Wow. Well, you know, that's yeah. uh, that's some weird stuff right there, and especially if they're thinking <laughs> about that stuff, and then you turn around and have an accident, you know, that's just crazy yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, it probably give you more like an epiphany type of feeling, you know, when you when you have an issue like that happen and make you want to re re uh, evaluate your life. Like did did something like that cross your mind, you know, maybe I should think about what's going on in my life right now? Yeah, actually it did. Um yeah. Because at that time a lot of things I was just trying to I was just I just got out there I was trying to adapt, get you know, get back into the world and it was just like a crazy time for me. Um I was in the studio recording my K Word album and um, I went back after that happened. I went back and did two songs. I recorded a song called K A P O N E, uh, which is on my K Word album. If uh, you know, if y'all can go on iTunes and check that one out. Um, and then I did a song called Possession with Intent, which kind of like explained the whole situation with me getting locked up. You know, what I'm saying I kind of like explained everything that happened. So you know, what I'm saying for for all the people that had questions about what happened, I made a song about it. So. Uh, for all the listeners that really want to know what's going on, and if you, if you haven't heard the K word, uh, you can go on iTunes and uh, look it up, the K word, and uh, go through the, the list of songs. And I also got a song called The Letter on there, which happened to be a real letter that I wrote to my I wrote one to my mom, and I wrote two to my kids. So, and they were actually actual letters that I wrote. I made a song out of. Wow, well, that's very yeah. creative. And very, very yeah. personal and interpersonal, because people will start, you know, listening to that message and and trying to do something like that themselves. You know, nobody ever thought about other ways of communicating with loved ones. So that was a great right. story. Now I wanted to um, talk to you about, you know, like the, if it's not if it's not a problem, we need to talk about it. When you were um, in prison, um, what kind of experience did you have that made you think about, you know, what you would do when you get out? I mean, it, was it some was it like a and nothing is easy in prison, but was it bearable for you? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a strong person, so I look at everything as a learning experience. And a lot of things that I've seen was I've seen, um, I've seen cats get beat real bad. 
Well, one the, the most humbling thing besides all the stabbings and the beatings and all that was how much time Cass was coming in there with. I was in uh, Oklahoma, which is a transfer facility, and um, it was a cat in there. I called him North Carolina. He was from North Carolina, young, cool cat. Me and him got real cool. And um, one day we was in the TV room chilling. I think we was about to watch the Super Bowl or something. We were setting up to watch the Super Bowl. And he came in there like, what's up, Cali? Because they called me Cali in there. What's up, Cali, man? What's going on, man? Yeah, man, when I get back, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. And he was talking like he was about to go home. So I pulled him to the side. I was like, hey, Caroline, you know, I don't mean to get in your business, man, but, you know, I'm saying, uh, I like to hook up with you when I get out, man. How much, how, how much time you got? He said, oh, man, they gave me 30. And this fool had 30 years sitting there talking about what he was going to do when he come home and all that. And I was like, damn. And he was a young cat. He probably was, like, in his late 20s, like mid to late 20s. And he was talking like he was going to come home and own the whole city. And that fool had a fresh 30-year piece. So that right there, that that kind of, like, opened my eyes to be, like, to to to, to really think, like, damn, this game is for real. Because I had got ten, I had played out to five years and ended up getting eight due to my criminal history I added on. They added on three extra years. And I was in there stressing, bumping my head up against the wall over eight years. You know what I'm saying? And here this man had 30 years, and he was the most happiest, you know what I'm saying, high-strung cat up in there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like, damn. And it goes back to something my mom always told me. Whenever you think you got it bad, there's somebody out there that got it worse. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of like really, right. it kind of like really made me think like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there complaining about my life, and this man going to spend the next three decades up in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's something to think about anyway, especially, you know, before you even make a judgment to do something that's, that you know it's criminal yeah. because a lot of people don't think about that, and and it makes me upset with all these young dudes out here doing dumb things that could mean the end yeah. of their life one way or the other. Yeah. Because you know, like just going to rob a Seven Eleven, how much money you think you are gonna get out of that? Is that something gonna get you off the go where you gonna never get caught? You know, I mean, it's just like you you on camera, you on camera, you know, so you you're not getting away. Yeah. And you know, like yeah. when you see those shows the funniest or the dumbest criminals or whatever, and and it's like, uh-huh. it might be funny watching it, it's dumb what they did, but they're still doing the same time as if they had killed somebody or if it was a serious, uh-huh. serious incident, you know, and people don't think about that before they make those quick decisions. You you are, you will always get caught. That's the bottom line. Yeah. They, them, you know, the police have upped the ante on catching people now. I mean, in so many ways yeah. to catch somebody. So to go yeah. out there and do something and think you're going to get away with it is really stupid. You're going to get caught. Right. So you know, then the folks right. that, like I've been told that, you know, some people in some disadvantaged communities just feel like, you know, that's just the next step for them anyway. Not that it gives them street cred or that they're trying to make a big name for themselves amongst the community, but the fact that they feel like there's nothing else for them to do when they need something, that's just what they're going to have to do to go get it. If they don't have no money, they don't have no money, you know. And I think it's more people like yourself and other people who have experienced the results of those things, the consequences, to get into those communities and express to those kids that there's no way out of this if you make those wrong decisions. Right. Yeah, and I I mean, I I, you know, I'm out here in the world and I, I got my ear to the streets and I have, teenage kids out there, too. I have a teenage daughter that's about to graduate high school, and I got a, a teenage son that's, that's, that's a junior in high school. 
And I, you know, I look at what's going on. I got young, I got cousins, I got, you know, I got, I got people out there in the streets. And I know it's hard out there. And I know that sometimes it kind of seems like it ain't really nothing going for you. But we live in, this is 2010, we live in the most fastest, most technological time ever in history to this point. You know what I'm saying? There's so many ways for youngsters out there to get money and, and, and make it that we didn't, there's so many, what I'm trying to say is there's so many more opportunities now that we didn't have back in the days. I mean, you got internet, you got pay, PayPal, you got so many avenues, you ain't even got to leave the house to make money nowadays legally. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's true. You just got to make money legally just by punching some keys on the computer. Mm-hmm. You know, for you to be out there robbing and, and they and that. You got YouTube, uh, you got YouTube. I mean, you don't even have to have no regular video camera. You can use your camera. You feel me? You know? You feel me? Dump videos. You can just videotape your cat watching TV. Or you can, you know, videotape yourself and get picked up by a (laughs) or somebody, you know? Yeah, man, they sell sell Pro Tools at Best Buy, man. Go buy your Pro Tools set, man. Save you up a couple hundred or ask your mom and daddy to get you Pro Tools for Christmas, man, and... You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. You can record it and send it straight to iTunes or straight to YouTube or straight to Facebook or MySpace. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, if they know how to write and they know how to read, hopefully they did pay attention to school. They can make money off of blogs. I see so many um, blog newspapers, you know, like where people, if you just talk about what you know about, you don't have to do nothing special. Just do you know about music, if you're a big fan of certain types of music or, I mean, you just go and get the information and put it on your blog or, you know, do like yeah. what I do. I, this radio show, you put your own radio show up yeah. and, it, and the radio show is free and you can get paid from your advertising, yeah. you know. I mean, it's not yeah. a whole lot left in technology until they start making up some new things that you can't get to. I mean, Asian yeah. people have been doing it this- forever. Okay. Yeah. You don't have nothing design about website. Right. Yeah. So design design website, design video games. These, right. These cats sit there and play PlayStation 3 all day. Design a video game. That's right. You get paid you know to what you get paid to play the darn game. <laughs> you yeah. get you get paid to, to look at it, go shopping for it and find out, you know, all the details of it and tell everybody to do reviews on it, you can get paid. So that don't make no sense yeah. for people to not do anything you know, that they should do. And, I mean, I always thought about doing something where I could actually, you know, put a, a, a video or something out there for these young cats, to, especially since they all hover around YouTube, and just, like, yep. make a video saying, what can you do to stay out of the street and to, to stay crime-free? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Create a new... I mean, these cats could go out there with their camera phones and create a a YouTube TV show, go out there kicking it with their homeboys and, you know, record their daily operations and put that on YouTube, man, and start up a reality show and get paid, you know what I'm saying? That's true. I mean, I know everybody is not, like, you know, all badass and everything, and I know they got some friends that do some stupid, crazy things that's funny, you know, and, I mean, they could just be doing comedy shows right in the hood, you know, just have a video of somebody, well, not, not the ones that I've been seeing, they keep videotaping oh, ass whooping, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, my man just, uh, 
my man, I'm sitting out here outside, and Kat just walked up and handed me a, a Vimma Verb uh, energy drink. See, really? you know what I'm saying? Speaking of, speaking of innovation, dude just walked up and handed me a vitamin uh, energy drink, Vimma Verb insanely health, healthy energy drink. Gave me a business card and everything. Heard what I was saying and walked up to me and presented a business proposal. You see that? That's right. There's a lot of things yeah. out there. Folks need to just start paying attention. And, and I mean, do yeah. your research and your homework, of course, because there are some scams out there, too. But my thing is, you know, never give up on anything when there's so many opportunities. This is the, this, Our country is, is a, a land of opportunity. And now you don't even have to stay in the country, but, you know, you don't even have to do business outside of the country by leaving the country. You can do it from your living room or your bedroom or whatever. And there's a lot of things that are available, and people need to start doing their research and finding out. I mean, getting into music like you did, it, it, it was a little less opportunity when you did it, and there's more opportunity now. And if you pay attention to what's out there and you kind of follow along with some of the the styles, you can really create something that people will want to hear. Or if you go and, and capture all the styles from, you know, say, the, the early hip-hop days, it's a, it's a reason for the music to still be around. It's for people to, you know, take advantage and share. So he's still giving you drinks. <laughs> it's time to take yeah. a bite of it. I was saying I didn't got walked up and handed me an energy drink. <laughs> well, tell us about... Um, the song you have, um, Six Year Theory, did that have to do with your um, prison sentence? Uh, well, basically the the song Six Year Theory was uh, part one is me explaining me growing up in the game because on the album I have two parts. Uh, I have part one. Actually, it's like a, a story broken into three different parts. Uh, Six Year Theory part one is me explaining how I started off in the game at a young, as a youngster, you know what I'm saying, uh, started selling dope when I was in school. And uh, I worked my way up to be a junior kingpin. Then after the six year three part one, it's like a little commercial in between where I'm standing on the block talking to one of my homies, and I'm explaining. He asked me what's going on. I, I'm explaining to him what's going on. And then it goes to six year three part two, where I'm I'm on I'm my kingpin status. I'm running the block, and this cat's just trying to take my money and kill me at the same time. So uh, if you listen to part one, it explains to me coming up in the game as a youngster. Then it goes into the interlude, which is like a commercial, and then it ties into the six-year theory part two, which explains my downfall, kind of like, you know what I'm saying, I'm, in, I'm big in the game, cats is after me, this one dude tried to take my spot, I went to war with him, ended up murdering the cat, and now I got the police and the feds on me. So it's kind of like my rise and my downfall, you know what I'm saying? Wow. It's, it's kind of like a mini-movie. If you listen to it, it's like a mini-movie, like. And, and basically... Basically, the, if I the kingpin, the six-year theory is this. You know what I'm saying? I grew I grew up in the 80s where it was some real kingpins. Felix Mitchell, James Beasley, Fat Cat Nichols, uh, Kenny McGriff, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Rayful Edmonds. I grew up in the period where it was some real million-dollar, multi-million-dollar kingpins out there. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at a lot of their careers, they had a good run, like five or six years, and then it was over with. You know what I'm saying? The cats had a good five or six years out on the streets balling, and then it was over with the feds swooped in, and now they're never coming home. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So the six-year theory is this. For all these young cats out there that think they're kingpin and think they're balling, think they're doing all that, 
if they look at the history of some real kingpins and see how the real rise or falls went, these cats was on top of the world, and within six years, you'll never see from them or hear from them again. You know what I'm saying? That's right. They penitentiary, yeah, they prison legend, they penitentiary legends, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what you know? A lot of their careers is over with, and I'm pretty sure if a lot of them could go back, and I was locked up with a lot of them, and I sat down and had some real hard to hard talk with a lot of these cats and. If they could go back and do it all again, they they would do it a whole different way. You know what I'm saying? Instead of giving up their whole life for a five six year run, they they all said that they they would do it the same. They would give up anything to be home with their family and their wife and their kids. And you know what I'm saying? Mhm. Well, I've always wanted to know, you know, what would make somebody get involved? Like, what would draw them into that lifestyle if they see other people going through that? Uh, and what what the results are, what would make somebody want to go into that lifestyle and what makes them think they're, you know, better than the other person where they wouldn't get caught like the other person got caught. Like, yeah. did any of them say anything to you about that? You know, like, what made them thought they was the baddest thing around? Well, a lot of cats that I've talked to always, I mean, everybody got this, basically essentially the same story. They all grew up in the hood. They all grew up poor. They all grew up in a single with a single mom that worked Three, two or three jobs to, to put food on the table. Their daddy wasn't around. Uh, um, their moms was on dope, so it was up to them to raise their younger brothers and sisters. Or you know, what I'm saying it's all basically the same story. And the, mm-hmm. the lord that got them into the game is the money. You know, what I'm saying everybody. Well, every I'm, I can. Well, I'm gonna speak for myself. I got in the game to help my mom out. I seen my mama struggling. My father wasn't there. He was out there on crack doing his thing. And I seen my mama struggling. And I got tired of. Uh, of seeing my mama struggling, barely we barely surviving, the PG&E getting cut off, the water getting cut off, or the rent is past due, and moms are struggling to pay the rent, and my clothes is old, and my shoes got holes in them, and I, you know, I got tired of living like that, so I took it upon myself to 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 get out there and try to try to help. Once I got in the game, yeah, I started off doing exactly what I planned to do. I helped my mom pay the rent, I helped my mom pay the bills, I helped put food on the table, I got new clothes. I got new shoes. I bought a new car. But after that, after I accomplished everything that I set out to accomplish, it was like, damn, I did everything I need to do, and I'm making all this money. You know what I'm saying? I'm 15, 16, 17 years old. I got a brand-new whip. I got music, and I got rims on it. I got all the new clothes. I got all the new jewelry. I got girls at school jogging me. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like an addiction. It becomes a, The money becomes an addiction just as addictive as the crack that I was selling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And after a while... As the more money I'm making and the more power I'm I'm getting, it's like I feel like I'm untouchable. Damn, I've been I've been doing this shit for two years now. I got D stacked. I got cars. I got whips. I got apartments. I got homes. I got motorcycles. And the police ain't even this ain't even touched me yet. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, it becomes like an illusion. You you feel like you're untouchable until that morning when you're laying in bed and your front door comes flying off the hinges and these agents running your house pointing guns at you and throw you down on the ground in your drawers and carry you outside shackled up in your drawers in the cold mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock in the morning, that's when it all gets real to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What what got real to me was I was doing the fears making all this money and having all these cars and, you know, everything I just said, and I'm at the airport thinking I'm going to hit this lick and I'm going to get my money, and when I walked off the plane and I'm walking through the airport going to Hertz Rental to get a car, and if this dude approached me with a windbreaker on asking me what my name is, and when I turned to look in every direction, I seen these people with windbreakers in every direction running toward me, that's when it got real. 
You know what I'm saying? That's when I was like, ooh, damn, you know. Mm-mm. The run is over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's over. That's right. It can happen any time. And people always think they're untouchable because, you know, it's not their job to let you know they're trying to get you. You know, they, yeah. they got to build a case, and that takes some time yeah. because they don't want you to get out on a little technicality. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. you might think that you're doing your thing and nobody paying you no mind, but Big Brother is always watching from some yep. angle. He is watching. So these guys out here now, they, I mean, like, I'm living in South Jersey, close to Philly, and there's always some news about somebody, you know, doing something, had this little gang or had this little this little um, business going on for a while, but it's not like they had been unnoticed. It didn't go unnoticed. The folks were checking yeah. it out, and they were just building the case because they want to get everybody. They don't want to just get that one person. They want to get everybody. So, yeah. you know, that's just the way it turns out. These dudes don't see that until it's too late. That's yeah. crazy. And these young cats, they got to watch out. They got this thing called conspiracy. Conspiracy is this. They don't have to catch you with nothing. But say you, Larry, and Mo dealing with each other, they catch Mo. Mo tell on you and Larry, now y'all caught up in a conspiracy. You, Larry, Mo balling, and then y'all dealing with Chucky and Jason and Freddie and all them, and, and now y'all got like a six-man conspiracy. Freddie and Jason and, 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 and whoever, Chucky, Dealing with Mike and, and and Bobby, Ricky and Ralph and all them. Now y'all caught up in a ten man conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? Conspiracy is a spider web that the feds put together to catch the criminal enterprise. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it all can start from one dude getting popped and get twenty people popped, and then twenty people dealing a hundred kilos a month. Now you got a hundred kilo a month conspiracy over your head, which carries a life sentence. And all you got caught with was a couple rides, and you don't even know Chucky, Ralph, Bobby, Ricky, Mike. And, and and Jason and all them, you know what I'm saying? All you know is Freddie. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the like and the feds is using that. One of those veins. It don't matter. You feel you're me? Connected and, to the heart. You still one of them veins, and they gonna get everybody. Yes. Even if you don't have. Oh, for sure. It, that's why they do it. That's why they take forever to get you because they try and get all yep. the veins. No, they don't play. They want to yep. get everybody, and they don't stop there. They they might get your crew, but your crew is always connected to somebody else, and they looking for the the, the top dude. And they and the, most of the time, the top dude ain't even in this country. Ain't even in this country. You know, he, he never get touched. He, he just put together a new crew. He ain't even black. Yeah. You know, and so and this, we let yeah. somebody else from some other country put us down like that and get us locked up. You know, for the yep. rest of our life by being stupid and greedy, and yep. and that to yep. me is just straight ridiculous. I mean, it's I mean, there's so many other things to do now, and I could see when there wasn't that much opportunity. We didn't have the internet big like it is now, and it wasn't a whole lot to think about. But these days, there's there's no excuse for people to be doing the wrong thing, knowing they're gonna get caught, knowing that there's no end to that, and they can either get killed or go to jail or whatever or both. You know, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me that they're not yeah. going into some other way of, of survival. And I understand how it is when you don't have anything because I've been there and done that, and I understand me being a single mom myself, you know, what opportunities are lacking for your kids and for yourself and then what you have to do as a mom to work all them hours and all them jobs and like you not you don't have your yeah. kids there 
you don't you're not able to watch them and watch who they're with. As a mom, I think you just have to place a big importance on being in your child's life a hundred and fifty percent so that nobody can touch their kid to your, your kid. My children, they were raised by just me and my mom and, and none of them right. have any kind of police record or anything. They've been arrested or nothing, right. they've done no drugs. I mean, they're not involved in that kind of stuff. And that's because they didn't see me doing nothing like that. I don't put them in that environment. I put them in a positive environment. And, and you know, they yeah. like, I'm not saying they're perfect, but I'm saying those things that can take them away forever are not in their life. So I think it's important right. for other mothers to really work harder on trying to direct your kids so that they don't have to feel they part of the community the way things are working. Like, it doesn't mean you have to be like the guy down the street, go to jail or do right. whatever. Right. You know, so that's the yeah, I mean, and I go ahead. Go ahead, carry on. Yeah, and I'm, and I know. I mean, I know times are out there for these youngsters, man. I, I was a young cat out there too, and I know how how it is. I know that you want the flyest things, and I know you want the newest, nicest, most in style things. And you know, what I'm saying, I know it feels like there's not really opportunities for you out there, but don't take the same road that I took. You know what I'm saying? I I've I been shot, been shot at, been to prison, seen homie die next to me. Uh, I mean the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's I mean you know we all want to claim to be gangsters, we all want to claim to be hard, but you know what I'm saying it ain't it ain't cool watching your your closest homie on the ground bleeding to death, looking you in your face, asking you to help him, and you can't do nothing for him. You know that that ain't gangster at all, and that that shit make you feel so empty, it's like, damn, you know. So Right, and like I don't know all, what would make any man want to be in jail with a whole bunch of other men when you're young. And all of them, man, oh, that, man, that, oh, my God. Oh, I feel, man, that's the most uncomfortable feeling in the world, you and the child with 50 other cats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can stare at the wall if you want to, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You ain't gonna face the fact that just forty nine other cats sit there butt naked watching themselves off like you. You know what I'm saying? You can stay at the wall and sit on the floor all you want, but you're gonna have to at least you know what I'm saying, reach to get your wash towel or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so And that's a that's a that's a horrible feeling, man. It makes you feel like a straight animal, man. I know. It makes you feel I, I like a straight it. animal. Well, I watch yeah. certain T V shows, um, a lot of shows they have, like Locked Up and um, a couple of other ones on the uh, A&E channel. And they go deep mm-hmm. into the prisons to show how the lifestyles are for a lot of those guys. And they talk about what they did to get in there. And some of them are like, you know, repeat offenders, as they call them. Like they've been doing it for a long time, and they've been in there like three or four times. And um, then they show some guys who are just in there for life. And who just don't yeah. care? They just do whatever. Yeah. Kill anybody? It ain't like you could do anything more to them. They just if you don't, they don't like yeah. you. They can just kill you. So yeah. why people know they put these shows out to show these young people, you know, what kind of life that is in there because they don't know what's happening from the outside. So you know, yeah. I mean, like if you don't mind sharing an incident or something that you may have witnessed to give them an idea of what kind of real terrible things that you, you could be faced with while you're in jail or prison. Yeah. Like jail ain't nothing like that. Yeah. And these guys don't understand, man, prison is a business. Prison is on the stock market. They get paid for bodies, you know what I'm saying? They get paid to give you 20 or 30 years. You go, you, 
you know, for sure, uh, 20, 20 year paycheck they finna get. You know what I'm saying? So they, they welcome them. They, they welcome you to prison. They come on in. You know what I'm saying? Go on, knock that liquor store off and, and shoot the clerk. Or go on out there and, and, and shoot your rival homeboy on the other side of town and blow his melon off so he can get his life with no parole. So we can have you in here for life for collecting a grant or a check off you every month. Or, yeah, every every day or every month or however they get paid. So, I mean, it's big business, man. And, and you know, the prison business, unfortunately, is on the stock market. It's, it's like one of the highest stocks. That thing past Walmart probably now. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, these young cats like, is, uh, is feed, they feeding the machine, and, man. Prison huh? and uh, it's prison. One of, that's one of the top things, prison, uh, social services, because yep. I, I'd say 80% of just about everybody right now is on some type of social service. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, what's the other thing? Um, well, education's yes. not up there because you don't get paid much for education. Um, nah, that's probably at the bottom. That's a, yeah, that's at the bottom. Oil. I know oil is probably is one of the top. Uh-huh. I know Walmart is one of the top. <laughs> Yeah, Walmart and the funeral business because people die every day, all day long. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And it's a shame because but those I, are the, like the worst things in the world, you know, to to be making more mm-hmm. money than anything else. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's nonstop, you know. What I'm saying right. death is a continual thing, just like prison. It's always gonna be somebody dying. There's always gonna be a new cat going to prison. That's right. Well, music- daily. And film are up there too because they make a lot of money. I mean, they're losing money yeah. only because they have sacrificed quality for quantity. And um, right. you know, if they were to change the way they do things as far as the music industry, they, I think they would improve the sales and improve you know the quality of the music. Now, yeah. in your personal opinion, what do you think you could happen in an industry to make a change? Well. I think that artists should, everybody concentrating on radio and BET and MTV. I think that cats should put together better albums. Because think about it like this. If you got a, a, I'm going to say a 14-song album, and the only good song is the song that's on the radio, why should I buy that album when I only like that one song that they play on the radio every 10 minutes? Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to buy your album if that's the best song you got on there, and I can hear that every 10 minutes on the radio. So I think cats need to start making better albums, you know what I'm saying? Uh, be more creative with the albums. Start touching on different subjects. Start going back to teaching these cats about the streets and about what's really going on in the world instead of talking about a chain and a whip and some rims and some clothes. You know what I'm saying? There's more out there than, than uh, you know what I'm saying, money, clothes, and hoes. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Talk about something else. Talk about the life. Talk about how your mama's struggling, talk about, you know what I'm saying, school, talk about how it ain't no ain't no parks for us to kick it at, talk about it ain't no football and basketball programs for us to get into. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Start addressing some real issues that's going to get these, these get your, these, these, the teenagers that's growing up into adults that's getting old enough to vote. Artists need to start teaching stuff to get them out there to vote for the right things that's going to help us in the future. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Everybody's looking at what they can buy. Uh, when I uh, when I get my check, I'm buying me some 23s on my car. Then how are you gonna pay rent? How are you gonna take? How are you gonna buy groceries? That's right. And take care. You know what I'm saying? As long as my car look cool, I don't need to eat. And that's mm-hmm. right. That's totally wrong. That's ass backwards. It is. It definitely is because uh, 
from when when I grew up, I grew up in the, the seven the late seventies and eighties, and hip hop to me was just what you were saying. It was songs about life and what we were yeah. dealing with. And, you know, like, everybody is not able to have this fancy car and all this jewelry and all these girls. And, like, uh, if you look at some of these dudes that's on there, and I don't even know how they even got them girls. It, it, they show some unrealistic <laughs> thing, like, you you have to have all this money to get this, this Beyonce-looking chick next to you or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, because they don't put no average-looking women on these videos, for one thing. Uh, unless they do a nice video where it's in the community or whatever, and they might show the, the round-away girls. But uh, it's like it, it gives people a wrong con- conception of life, for one thing. And they should go yeah. back to the classic style of hip-hop where you just, in a way, communicated with people about how things should be and uh, what they should want for more of and, you know, stuff like that. And that's, that's the kind of music yeah. I listen to. I don't listen to nothing that's real stupid. Now, I might hear a party right. song. It's a nice beat or whatever, but you better not be saying a whole lot to it because I'm really into the music at that point. I don't want to hear you doing right. a whole bunch of things. But when it's about life, right. I want to hear what you got to say. You're absolutely right. So, You're absolutely I mean, right. And, I'm, I mean, I think the industry is just is get, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like. Uh, you know, I'll be watching BET and MTV, and I'll be like, some of the stuff that I see on there is so ridiculous. It's like, come on, man. Are you for real? It's all it's all starting to sound the same. It's all got the same beat. It's all got the same tempo. They all rapping about the same thing. They're even starting to have the same styles. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And it's kind of like, damn, you know, what's going on? What's happening? That's true. And it's like, I mean, it's just, I don't understand it either. And it's, and it's all corporate-based because the corporations have taken over the industry, and yeah. that's basically what it turns into. It's all about this business. They don't even worry about quality or anything anymore. It's like, it's just real crazy. And yeah. They're cre- they creatively crazy. killing it. Right. They're creatively killing it, because in a minute, you know what I'm saying, all the cats that are listening to it now is getting older, and as they grow, they're going to they gonna be done with it. It's going like, to be like, man, that shit is fun. That shit played out, and they're going to be done with hip-hop. And then they just gonna end it. You know what I'm saying? They they gonna get it to where to a part where it's so ridiculous and it's so much of a joke. You know what I'm saying? That they they're gonna be done with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I hear um, a lot of young people when I when I talk about you know songs that I've listened to in the past, they talk about oh, that's old music, that's old whatever. You know? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, we. Uh, so is Stevie Wonder's music, and so is Smokey Robinson's music, so is the Temptation music, but they still sample right. that music in today's music. So it, it may be old, yep. but it, it's where it started, and you can't have an ending without yep. a beginning. So, you know, they should still appreciate it regardless, and yep. not say that. It's and look at like look at cats like that. Were. Look at cats like that, the Temptations and uh, Stevie Wonder, and them. Them cats are still on tour. It has been on tour for the last 30 years, getting paid, getting, still getting bread. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Not, still getting selling records, and still getting downloads. Right. 30 years strong. These younger folks, they, they like, they have one-hit wonders. You know, like, they're gone. Yeah. They just, they just they ain't got that stamina. <laughs> I, was watching, um, I was watching VH1 the other day, and they were talking about Vanilla Ice. And I use Vanilla Ice for this example. Vanilla Ice is the state of hip-hop right now. When he came out, when he when he dropped that Ice Ice Baby song, 
That was the biggest thing that year. That boy, you know, that boy sold ten million copies of that. That boy paid. That boy paid for life off of that one song, and now we look at him in 2010 and we say, "Oh, you Vanilla Ice." We we make him as a joke. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Vanilla Ice. Oh, that shit was whack. Oh, that fool was a joke. Oh, that fool was a clown. But at that time, he was the hottest thing on the air. That fool sold more records than anybody. He, he sold a lot on that one record. He sold more than the whole some cat's whole career. But now he's a joke. MC Hammer. Now he's a joke. But back then, he was the hottest thing, and that's how hip hop is going. Right now, it's so ridiculous and it's so much of a joke and it's so commercial that in the next five to ten years, cats going to be looking at it they're like, oh, rap now. I don't listen to rap no more. That shit is boozy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that shit is a joke. That shit is corny. You know what I'm saying? And cats really need to watch that. But I bet you they ain't going to say that about Ice Cube. I bet you they ain't going to say that about Nas. I bet you they ain't going to say that about Tupac. I bet you they ain't going to say that about Wu-Tang. Or, you know what I'm saying? Cats that was really saying something. You feel what I'm saying? Cats that really was saying something, you'll never say, oh, this fool's a booty. That's right. They come back, even when they come back out, they come back with something real. They don't change their style. You feel me? They just have more information to give you, but they don't change their style. They don't, you know, bow down for the corporation to do what they ask them to do. They got their own thing going on. They don't even need them. And that's another thing. People need to start going away from thinking that's the only way to go, is to go into those major syndicates. You got to go yeah. and do your own thing. The people are what makes your music successful. You have to go into the communities. Yeah. You have to go to the, the individuals to get them to buy. You have to get the message to them. And you can't get no message to them when you got to pay 20 thousand dollars to have it played on the radio. And you can't get that message because yeah. they don't tell you what you can play and what you can't play. That's why I love the internet. The internet lets you tell your message to everybody in the world. And that's what people need to be concentrating on, focusing on getting their music yeah. to the internet. Because everybody's on the yeah. internet. It's about, yeah. they keep saying all these things about the internet is about to crash because there's so many people using the internet. They have. That's why it just has to keep changing and increasing the bandwidth because there's so many people. They have to keep moving up. If you ever paid attention to it, you can see how, you know, like your speed of your computer last year ain't, ain't crap right now. Because yeah. it has changed that much in a year, you already like you know, it's almost like a car. You know, like a car depreciates the minute it leaves the lot, but with the internet, right. it, it depreciates the minute they finish their program. Right. As soon as they finish their program, before they even start selling those computers, that it has already depreciated, and they're working on the next speed. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Just, you know. You got cats like Bill Gates. You got cats like Bill Gates staying in the lab every day creating something new. That's right. He's just holding it till the next one run out. You know what I'm saying? Till the next one get old. Then he put the new one on, and then you got to have the new one. Well, I have some you know people want to ask you some questions, so I'm going to um, uh-huh. go ahead and bring them in. You. All right. Hey. I'm asking a question. I'll be Puerto Rican. Hey, what's going on with you? Hey, what's going on with you? Hey, what's going on with you? You respect, nigga. Hello. Do so, nigga. You respect. Yo, cat, yo, hey, hello. Yeah, we don't want to talk to them. They over there having fun. <laughs> Follow uh, area code seven zero four seven question mark. Uh, hello. You turn your TV or your computer down. I ain't got shit to say. Hey, I ain't got shit to say. Hello. What's up? What's up, Will? Do you have a question? I ain't got shit to fucking say, bro. 
Huh? I can't I can't understand it. You can't understand it, man. Try to call it right back in. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I can I can understand what he was saying. Either. I mean, yeah, all that noise going on in the background, so, you know. But let me put on one of your songs. Uh, I'm put on Six Year Theory and let everybody hear that. And um, we'll be right back and we'll talk some more. Oh, for sure. that you put in there from your experiences? 
um, well, on that particular song right there, I wanted to, I used a sample from Training Day where Denzel was schooling the youngsters. And right. the subliminal message that I got from that was he was telling the cat that out here in these streets is wolves. You know what I'm saying? In order to, to, to in order to catch a, catch a wolf, in order to protect the sheep, you got to catch the wolves. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these cats out there, a lot of these young cats, they think they wolves, but they're really not. And the youngster on on the movie, he thought he was a he thought he was a wolf, but he was really a rooster, because you see how he was trying to howl like a wolf, but he was sounding like a rooster. You know what I'm saying? And Denzel was telling him, "Nah, that sounds like a rooster. I'm talking about a wolf." You know what I'm saying? In order to catch a sheep, you got to kill the wolf. You sounding like a rooster. You ain't really a wolf. You're a rooster. And if you know, you know what I'm saying? A wolf would demolish a rooster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think there was just telling him that. You know, forget what you see on TV and forget what you see on BET and forget what you see on MTV and what you hear on these rap songs. These streets are real, way more serious than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds all good and glamorous and shit on the record or on the video, but when you're really out there in the streets or when the feds really come at you and, and, and offer you 10 years, you know what I'm saying? How are you going to take an offer? If somebody comes to offer you 10 years in prison, how are you just going to take that? How are you going to accept that or offer you life or offer you 20 years? How, you know what I'm saying? How can you just sit there in the chair and accept that? Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the reality of the game. That's right. Huh? It's like you, and that's like the reality of the game, you know what I'm saying? That's right. A lot of people don't understand that until they're in that situation. And then they don't know what to do. They don't have any idea how to get themselves out of there because they weren't thinking all along that they were ever going to get caught. You know, they never had right. a, a backup plan, never had any kind of uh, continuous game plan, like what to do if I get caught, what, what am I going to say, you know, right. uh, what if they offer me this, like you do your research or just about every type of thing you get involved in, even if it's crime. <laughs> yeah. Or even or even on the flip side of that coin, you would say you, you balling now, you know what I'm saying, you got the, the, the new gear, you got the new shoes, you got the, the jury, you got the brand new whip, the brand new uh, 2010 Charger with the 24s on it. You know what I'm saying? You at the club chilling. You got a bad little breezy on the on the side. And one of them real wolves run up to you and put a, a nine millimeter in your face like, give me that, fool. Run everything. What are you going to say in a position like, in a, in a predicament like that? Are you going to try to look tough for the chick that's in the patent seat? Are you going to run that? You know what I'm saying? That's right. When a real wolf run, when a real wolf run up on you with that thing in your face, what are you going to do? Are you going, are you going to try to growl like a wolf? Or you gonna <laughs> realize the fact that you really just a rooster? Mm-hmm. What do so, you think I mean, about? You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm gonna ask you. What do you think about you know um, the situation that we have going on now with gangs, like the way that they gangs. are coming up on kids that are not even involved whatsoever, and they just like kidnapping them and making them become part of a gang? You know, what do you think about situations like that? Um, I think that's totally wrong. I mean, I understand the gang situation. Um, the gang situation, I think, started, uh, I think originally it started as just a clique of homeboys that was protecting each other. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it got out of hand because, like you say, they're, they're uh, targeting innocent innocent kids and innocent youngsters that don't want to be a part of that and they're forcing them to be a part of that. And I don't think that's right. I think that if, I think that if you're old enough and that's the decision you make, then that's a choice that you're going to have to make. But I don't think that these gangs should target innocent people that don't want nothing to do with that. 
I have a 17-year-old son, and my son ain't part of no gang. And if, if any of them cats get at my son like that, I'm willing to, I, they might force me to, to, to dust mine off the shelf, you feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't want my son to be a part of that, period, point okay. blank. Because I know, what, okay. I know what it entails. I don't want him out on the block. I don't want him out on the street. I don't want him doing none of that because I know what comes with it. And I do everything that I can to protect my kids. And I don't want one of them, none of them cats running up on my son saying, you better get this and that because then I'm going to have to get involved, you know. And um, I don't think that's right at all. Just to answer your question, I don't think that's cool at all. You know what I'm saying? If it's a cat willing to join, then go jump him in. If he's willing to get in like that, jump him in. But don't come after my innocent son, you know what I'm saying? That's right, because this is happening a lot. And um, I was watching something on, um, you know, this is one thing. I think people need to stop looking at BET all the time and, and all those little music channels. Start looking at the History Channel and A&E. And, I mean, they have some really educational programs on it. They tell you about stuff that's oh, yeah. going on that's not focused on in the news until somebody actually gets killed. And they didn't That's all I watch. I never hear about these things on the news anymore. I hear... Well, I've seen the shows, and they're talking about the the, the increase of the amount of gangs that are going into the suburbs, and they're going everywhere, like in Atlanta. It's, and it's not just, it's not a black thing, it's not a white thing, it's not a Latino thing. It's like everybody. It's like a, it's right. the people who want to get some type of recognition for being badass or something, you know. And they're just right. grabbing people, or they either just going around just making people targets to to get their place in the gang, you know, innocent people right. getting killed, robbed, raped, whatever. And it's like it's yeah. growing, and and I don't hear anybody doing anything about it. Yeah, I, that that ain't cool to me, you know. Uh, I, I ain't with that at all. But like I say, you know, they got enough cats out there that's willing to join the gang. They ain't got to mess with no innocent school cats. They trying to get, you know, they trying to get education. You know, leave them alone. You know, go after, go after the cats that want to get down. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta pick on the on these youngsters. You know, um, that that that. I don't, that I, all I watch is A and E, and the most realest show on there is the first 48. Yes, I love that show. Because because if you notice the youngsters, <laughs> hey, them youngsters be tough as hell at the house party. Pull up on the house party with their AK and shoot the whole party up. But as soon as Detective Mason get them in that room, what they do? Cry. They're crying and telling. <laughs> oh, come on, dog. You was hard at the house party about a week ago. When you shot a bar them folks, you was the hardest gangster on the block. Now that Detective Mason got you in the room, you cry and tell everybody but your mama. I know, and it ain't even like he's being mean about it either. Because he could be like some of the ones they don't show on camera if you slam me behind up on the wall somewhere. But he's just sitting there like he and daddy talking to you. <laughs> and they just and they always, I know, I know you don't want to go to jail. I know it wasn't just you. I know you have to make the right decision, man. You, you have, I mean, it's like for hours they just keep on talking to you like that. And then the dude is like, all right, all right, I'm going to tell. Right. <laughs> hey, and they always, they always fall for the same old trick. If you tell me what happened, I, I can help you. If you tell me the truth, then I'll help you out. I'll do what I can to help you out. Come on, man. You just killed two people at the house party. What kind of help do you think she's going to give you? I know. It's all over. You got, call, you got 15 witnesses. You got 15 witnesses. They ain't got caught with the smoking gun. How much help do you think she's going to give you? <laughs> Might as well just 
say something. If they got you right there, you might as well just go ahead because they're going to get you anyway. You might as well just say yes. Man, man that's the funniest show. That is the funniest show ever on TV. I, I, every time they come on, I watch that. I know. I watch it because it's I'm just, like, well, it's real. It's real. Yeah, and it's scary, though. It's real and it's hella scary because you see how young them dudes be, 16 yeah. years old, you know what I'm saying, and they whole life gone. That's right. Whole life always, gone. They never come home. I have over 30 as a criminal. Like, I have never seen anybody that was, like, really over 30. You know, it's always them young boys from, like, uh, 16 yeah. on up to, like, 18, 19. Yeah. Like, you can't get out your teens before you're in jail already, and you go spend your whole life in jail. It's for something yeah. stupid too. Something real stupid. Yeah. It's never. It's never like it was a. Well, sometimes they have instances where it, the, the way they did it is what makes them go to jail. Because if somebody come at you and they're trying to kill you, of course you're gonna want to defend yourself. But why do you have of course, to run yeah. after that? You know, like mm-hmm. tell the police, stay right there. Tell the police who right. came at you. You know, yeah. with a gun. Go be on a run somewhere, like you did it on purpose. And that's the big deal right there. They they don't know how to make these decisions. You make some comments? Of what? Yeah, that's the whole thing, and that's just the rampage fight. Um, yeah, so, I mean. There you go. Yeah. Now, you got a, yeah, uh, a, you got a like stuff that called um, Public Enemy. Public oh, enemy. man. Public Enemy? Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I made that. That's it's a metaphor for hip-hop, if you listen to it. It's a, I made it as a metaphor for hip hop. You know, for many years, rap was considered public enemy number one. You know, saying people saying it was bad for the kids, and and you know, even when I was growing up, we had groups like Public Enemy and NWA and Ice Cube, and mm-hmm. all the parents would say that they were bad, bad influences and stuff. But if you really listen to the music, you know, what I'm saying if you if you listen to the music and listen to the deeper message than just the language they use. They really were saying some real stuff that got me through a lot of situations. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So I just made I made Public Enemy Number One, which is my first single on the album, to kind of like give pay, pay homage to hip hop and kind of like address some of the stereotypes that rap still has to this day. You know what I'm saying? And that it had back then when I was growing up listening to it and and was in it. You know, and I just kind of like uh, used it as a use Public Enemy Number One as a metaphor for hip-hop. So if you really listen close or really listen deep into it, you know what I'm saying, to get past and really listen to the message of it, you get that. That's right. Well, let me put it on so people can get that message. And I want everybody to listen to the words carefully. Do not just assume it's what you think it is, but just listen because there's a message. Man, I need to eat right now. I 
I got nine, but I can barely pay the rent. Let alone a four college, so I took my little GED. Learn mathematics, use my marketing skills, and got me a package. Turned a hobby to an enterprise. A corporation helped many of my brothers in the same situation. Now I got the feds and court system and judge on my back. Prosecutors pushing toward the Rico Act. They want to take my life from me, what's the stairs to give? And only God can judge me for the life I live. Get to see a people stare like they've seen the ghosts when I approach. Clutch on to the person, pull their children close. They see my face on the news and on the magazine cover. But don't understand the media, crucify brothers. They don't know, they just report the news, don't have clues. Be so quick to judge, can't fit my shoes. All they ask about the drug arrests and interviews. Got me feeling like the heavyweight champ when he lose. What about the after school programs? Me feeding the poor. The campaign I put together to protest the war. My business supports poor people to the recession. And how I use my life for it. It don't matter, I'm the bad guy destined to die A very violent discipline that's road to fry I mean, uh, and what I think the industry is doing is 
they force them to beat people to water their stuff down. Like Nas said it, I, I heard, I, I was listening to an interview that Nas was giving, and he said that he had to, he got to dumb his music down a little bit because people don't understand it, and the industry won't let him say what he really want to say. You know what I'm saying? If he really say what he want to say, the record company won't even put it out, or they'll edit it, or they, they'll shelf it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's still, well, it's still cats out there. There's still cats out there that's deep like that. Even Jay-Z give you some every now and then. You know what I'm saying? If you really listen to him, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll sprinkle you in between them, them grooves and all that. Because, I mean, there's still some deep cats out there. But the industry is making cats water it down and dumb it down. And you know what, what, what cracks me up is that, you know, when they get to the point where they are, they don't even have to deal with the industry anymore. I mean, as far as the, huh? the corporation part, they don't even have to deal with the corporation anymore. When it's somebody like right. that that has been this successful, they ought to be the first ones tapping into the Internet. Because in the Internet, you can pretty much say whatever the hell you want to say. You know, you, right. can, play, you can play your stuff raw. You can just put it out there. And I, it amazes me that they haven't been doing that as much, that they concentrate so much still on the, indus- on the corporation part of the industry. Right, right. And they, if they really, if they gave it, back, if they brought it back raw, they'd be amazed at how the 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 industry itself would boost because everybody'd be listening to it. It'd be the word on the street. It'd be more relevant to CNN. You know what I'm saying? And right. they would be amazed at how the market would come back if they if they gave it to them raw again. You know what I'm saying? Them dumbing it down and watering down was making it die. They don't understand That's that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it would probably kill radio as we know it <laughs> if they if they did that. Because if they just like not even put it, nobody would even listen to it on the radio anymore if they could hear everything raw and like it's supposed to be on the internet. Yeah. And that's and yeah. radio is kind of like going down anyway because of that. Yeah. Because so many people access it on it's a, it's millions of internet radio stations out there now that they're they're yeah. already talking about putting regulations and stuff on. The music, and, and you're not going to be able to do that. You saying that? Yeah. You know, you're going to have to shut down the whole internet then. But you won't have nobody wanting to listen to nothing. Yeah. And they, they're they not going to stop that money horse. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, you know, and the industry just, the fans are getting tired of the garbage. A lot of the fans, you know, all the real fans, a lot of the real fans are getting tired of the garbage. That's why they ain't even buying it no more. They listen to the old stuff. They download the old school. That's right. They get a chicken burrito with every super burrito. Huh? That's right. They download and leave yeah. behinds off. And then we have Dat Piff, because Dat Piff allows artists who have more than just, you know, enough stuff to put on one album to get some things out yeah. there a lot quicker because it's free, you know, free downloads yeah. and all. And that is another thing. When they do their mixtapes, their mixtapes got, like, the best stuff on it. And and you know yeah. it's it's free, so once yeah. you start doing that, you start building the fan base because they like that, and they'll still pay yeah. for your stuff because they know it's got quality to it. Yeah. As long as you do it you right, got, you know. You, you see, you still got cat. If you if you really pay attention to the game, to to the, to all the young fans, if you really pay attention to the game, look at all the rich cats that's on top: Jay Z, Nas, Puffy, Fifty, uh, uh, Rick Ross. Jeezy, them cats. If you if you really pay attention to what they're doing, they coming with their raw, right? And when they give you the radio version, it still be raw. 
You know what I'm saying? They eating off they eating off the rawness of the music. They eating off the swagger of the music. They 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 eating off the mystique of the music. Like when you was a young geezer, like, ugh, he the hardest cat, you know what I'm saying, you ever heard. And that's what he eating off of. But if you really if you listen to the music, that shit is so real at the same time as being hard, you got to buy that. Rick Ross. You got to well, I don't know, I don't know about Rick Ross. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I seen the picture. I don't know if it's photoshopped or what, but it wasn't cool. But you know, saying like Nas or Fifty, you know, saying if you listen to the music is so wrong, you got to have it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And and that's what, and that's why they're so rich and that's why they're so successful because the music is so hot that you got to have it. And you know, the single be hot, but if you listen to the album. It'd be, album, it'd be songs on the album that's way hotter than the radio song, and that's what be selling the album. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And they do pretty well. Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. He'd be coming with some little corny things for the radio every now and then. But if you purchase that album, he'd be saying some serious things on that album. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Well, you know, Jay-Z is a master at doing what he, what he does. Cause oh, he, yeah. Yeah. I take my hat off to that cat for sure. He don't want to, like... He ain't trying to like he he wants the door open for other people because yeah. he's so you can see him evolving in a lot of different things. But he knows there ain't really a whole lot out there. And right. he don't ask me all the time, why am I still here? Why you still got me on the top? Right. There's so many other people think, out there. Yeah. The thing with Jay Z is he's so big and deep in the game that he can't just do what he wants to do, like for instance, like Oprah. As large as Oprah is, she can't really do what she really want to do because she got too much tied into it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of people she would like to put on and do things for that she can't really do because the right. the, the sponsors and the people that's above her telling her, hey, Oprah, you know, you can't really do that. You know, I don't think you should really do that because you're this and you're that and, you you know, you can lose some of your friends, you can lose some of your endorsements, and you can lose some of your money. And unfortunately, people, when they get to a certain point, all they, you know, all they, all they care about is the money. I mean, they probably do care about people, but the bigger, the bigger picture is the money. And if you got your sponsor, or your boss, and you're here telling you, "Oh, I don't think you should do that because you can lose money," she ain't gonna do it. Well, that's you know what the problem is going on right now because she's she's retiring the show, but she's not. Oh, for her, Yeah, her show stops January 2011. It's not oh, okay. anymore. So she has a radio show on um, XM Satellite right now. Oh, she, now she's going to get real raw on that. She is. A lot of now watch how raw she get on that. She's going to be in all kinds of trouble behind that one. Right. She ain't, even, she ain't even really talking about nothing until her other show was over. But I bet she'll yeah. have some, some real controversial guests on her show. Oh, for sure. They, you, know, you know, once all that is over with. Because I understand the whole... Uh, policy thing with, you know, the networks. So the networks run everything on TV. And that uh, was crazy. That was really crazy that the networks tell us what we can look at on TV and what we should hear and all this other stuff. And they've always mm-hmm. been like that, you know. And, and even when you're making a lot of money for them, you still have no 100% say because they can right. shut you down regardless. So I think right. it's good that she is moving into another place that gives her more freedom yeah. to do what she want to do. And she don't have to care about what anybody said. Exxon said, like, they let Howard Stern, he was, like, one of the first, like, hosts 
on the sh- on XM Satellite with like a radio talk show type of thing that you know right. was he just brought the stuff he had on the regular radio on there where he could just get real crazy. You know, right. and like he says, it does whatever the hell he wanted to do on it because it was getting too much complaints on on the regular radio and on his TV show. So he had to move it to where he got all the freedom in the world. Right. So Oprah doing that. Rosie O'Donnell is doing that. Eminem even got his own station on there. Yeah, I heard Eminem. Eminem's show is tight. He be playing all the stuff that all the raw and cut stuff that you be wanting to hear too. That's right, because I know a lot of times when I I got into some of the latest artists, I was like, this show sounds funny when they play that because they got all the editing in there and it just sounds like it's edited. And I said, I know he meant to play motherfucker, so how come it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And and it's like it's crazy. And then when you hear the raw version, like when I heard "Shake It Fast" by Mystical, I didn't even know. Uh Gotta say until I heard the wrong version, I was like, I feel offended. He <laughs> <laughs> got, got a real raw and dirty about a woman. Now I feel kind of offended. Uh-huh. Here. <laughs> uh-huh. I, like, I love Miss Girl. I'm actually going to have him on the show soon because I wanted to talk about yeah. his his experiences and his new music and stuff. But um, it's just funny how the radio got you thinking one way. Walmart won't even sell. The unedited versions of your music in their store. Really? Mm-hmm. That's right. They have like all sugar coated music in there. So you got to go somewhere else on the street to get your music. So mm-hmm. that, that's what's crazy. It's it's like we're being controlled. We don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what is, your, what, is, what is next for you? What are you planning on doing now? Um, well, I'm, I'm gonna keep the music going. Um, I'm, uh, I'm uh, the Kingpin Six Year Theory is dropping this summer. I was trying to get it out January 8th, but I'm still working on my distribution deal. I'm trying to get everything right before I drop it. So I'm just, you know, just a minor little, minor little, uh, little, little. The ink, ink ain't dried on the contract yet, so um, I'm just waiting to drop that. But I'm just gonna pursue with the music. Uh, I'm gonna try to um, put together like a. Um, I'm gonna try to put together like a live, a, a, a live web, you know, web uh, show or something like that. Um, uh-huh. I got oh, I got uh, I got a documentary coming out on me. Um, it's coming out pretty soon, so I'm just I'm just really just grinding, you know, saying hustling, trying to get it together. Well, that sounds good. Kinda, yeah, you know, I hope I hope when you get all that video stuff done and the documentary that you um, stay in touch with me because um, oh, sure. we're actually we're putting together um, an internet TV channel. And we're asking people who are, have, like, some real down-to-earth raw videos of their life and their communities mm-hmm. or their careers or whatever to submit it to us because we're going to be doing certain segments on stuff like that. And we're actually going to have, like, mm-hmm. original programming that you won't see on, on cable or regular TV, you know, because everybody's right. saying TV, Internet, but they just really just put Dance with the Stars on the Internet. So it's the same thing, but... That, that you've seen on TV. Ours is not like that. We have original stuff that you won't see anywhere else. And we'll also be right. providing like access to independent films. So if, you, if you're if you ever planning on doing an independent film, we can promote it for you there. We put it under pay-per-view so that you can, you know, make your dollars off of it. And then we also okay. have um, um, something where the community actually 
focuses on some issues going on in the community. So we asked them to send in video footage of incidents or whatever that are happening, like town hall meetings or, you know, like if you got some bad uh, neighborhood activity going on you want to bring attention to or anything like that uh-huh. asking the community to be interactive with it because we're really based on what the community wants to see on on TV. So that's the whole right. purpose behind it. And, um, you know, when we have it up and running, we should be ready in the next 30 days. And uh, whatever okay. you have, I'd be happy to promote it for you. Okay, for sure. Most definitely. I'd like to thank you for the opportunity to get on your show and, you know, Sit down and kick some real, you know, real knowledge, too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, it's always good to have somebody come out and just, like, say what they feel and and share their opinions about things. That's why I love being on the Internet radio because you can do that. You know, you don't have no um, prohibitions to keep you from saying certain things. Like, if you just want to tell people something, you can do that. And what I'd like you to do is to send a message out there to the people who are listening, like the young folks or whoever else is not getting the message from anywhere else. Tell them what, you know, what you would want them to know about life today and what they should do by playing in their futures. Um, well, I'm going to start off with the youngsters. Um, really, look at the world beyond MTV and BET. Life ain't really videos and, and, and all that, you know what I'm saying? Life is more than a gold chain and the outfit and the new shoes and the, you know what I'm saying, the cars with the 24s on it. Life is way more realer and more serious than that. You know what I'm saying? Strive for more than just what you can get today. Look toward the future. Look for tomorrow because the way that if you really look at the way things are going, it's really getting tighter and tighter and tighter for, 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 for people, you know what I'm saying, for the haves and have nots. And, you know what I'm saying, um, for the older people, what I would say is kind of like monitor your kids a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? Really sit down and, and, and talk to them about bills and economics and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that because they need to know how serious it is. If you sit down and explain to them the PG&E bill and the water bill and the phone bill and, and explain to them why it ain't really cool to be parlaying on the phone for three, four, five hours at a time or making long distance calls or ordering uh, pay-per-view videos and all that all day, every day. Explain to them why instead of just telling them not to do it. Explain to them how the bills is coming and how, you know what I'm saying, how bills can affect your credit and, and, and your, you know, and all that. And uh, really just, and to the artists out there, man, come back with that raw shit. Come back with making that, that real shit. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to make club jams and radio jams, but damn, not a whole album. I don't want to hear a whole club radio album. Come back with that real, that raw shit. You know what I'm saying? And quit hating on these OGs out there, you know what I'm saying, that, 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 that's, you know, quit hating on that older music, you know what I'm saying. When I was growing up, oldies was the shit, OJs, Ozzy Brothers and all that, man, we paid respect and homage to them cats. So you young cats, man, quit hating on that, on the, you know, the, the older rap cats that's out there with that, with that real shit, man. You know, sit down and listen to it, get some knowledge. Use some of the elements that they was using in their records to, to implement it to y'all music and expand y'all, y'all creativity, you know what I'm saying, and, um, you know, Really, that's that's all you know. What I'm saying I, I just wanna, um, I love rap music. I love all forms of rap music. I love all forms of music, and I just wanna see hip hop, uh, um, continue to grow and continue to expand. And you know, what I'm saying, um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get back raw to the streets where it started off at and where it was real at. And you know, what I'm saying, uh, that's all I wanna say. Oh, and check out my new album is coming out, Kingpin: The Six Year Theory, coming out this summer. 
Uh, you can look me up, myspace.com forward slash Capone Insane. That's K-A-P-O-N-E Insane, I-N-S-A-N-E. And uh, check me out, Twitter me, uh, Mr. Ad Capone, uh, Twitter uh, forward slash Mr. Ad Capone, or uh, hit me up on Facebook, man, uh, Facebook forward slash Ad Capone, man. You know, I'm out there. I'm in the game. YouTube me, uh, Google me. Go on iTunes, check out some of my music, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm out there, man. You know, just check me out. Thank you for that. Now, I would love for you to say something on behalf of women, since this is the last day of the month that we only get, you know, that thought of that celebration for Mother's Day. And we're going into June now, so people won't think about mama no more. So give uh, your opinion or a statement you'd like to make to people in regards to how they treat women. Okay. Um, as far as women, I got a, I got this philosophy. Treat them how they act. If a woman act like a queen, treat her like a queen. If a woman act like a bitch, treat her like a bitch. If a woman act like a hoe, treat her like a hoe. Don't confuse the three, you know what I'm saying, because there's some real women out there that's really out there striving and really on a positive vibe and really out there for the good. So you treat them accordingly. Now, as far as the bitches and the hoes, if they want to carry themselves like that, then, hey, treat them like that. But at the same time, my mom always treat, told me, treat a woman like you would want somebody to treat your mama or your, your sister or your daughter. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I mean, that's basically it. That's as simple as I can get it. As far as your mommy, always respect and love your mama. Always love and respect your sister. You know what I'm saying? Always love and respect your daughter, your wife, your girlfriend, you know what I'm saying, or whoever it may be. If 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 you got a real damn woman in your life, no no matter if it's your woman, your wife, your sister, your daughter, your mama, grandmama, auntie, if they if they if they're a positive influence in your life and they're out for 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 your best interest, you should treat them treat them right and respect them, you know what I'm saying? If you feel that 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 it's a woman out there that's conniving and she ain't got your best interest in heart, then either cut her loose, man, or treat her accordingly. You know. That's right, and and I like to add on. Not only do you treat your your woman in your life better, but you make sure the people that you associate with do the same. Because I know a lot of people oh, that sure. give their woman respect, but they the other people treat them like crap. You know, so what? Yeah. If you gonna treat her like that, then you make sure everybody else treat her like that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, if you, if you, if, you know, if the if the cat that you politic with uh, um, is showing anybody that you care about disrespect, you don't need to be swinging with them anyway. That's right. They should be loved. They, you know, if they got love for you, they should love what you love. That's right. That's absolutely right. So I want to thank you so much for coming to the show and, and, you know, having this time with us and giving us all this information and education and and the message that you put out. And we will definitely support your music. And if you want to come back on the show again, you just, you know, welcome to come at any time. When you uh, drop anything, you know, make sure you make me one of your first choices for your CD release listening party on the internet and I'll make sure it gets promoted to like every resource out there. So, you know, I I had a pleasure in um talking with you. We continue talking, we stay in touch. Um you know, there's a lot of other projects that I have coming up that I would love you to be a part of. Um I think you have a lot of a lot of education, life education that you can pass on to some of the young people. So I'd love to have you involved in any way that that brings a positive, you know, note out of what we're going to be doing. So please keep that in mind as well. 
Dr. Phil, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Wonderful. I want to also thank my uh, listening uh, guests and my guests in the chat room for participating in our show. And if you are interested in checking us out again, we're on just about every every night um, when we have a guest or we might just be playing some music from previous guests. Um, we usually are on around 8 o'clock. Um, you can also download the show if you want to keep this for your uh, records. Um, you can go to the show right after it's over and download it. Uh, please be sure to put a rating in there if you don't mind as, um, how you felt the show went, or you can just put a comment in there. Tell everybody else you know about it as well. So we're going to um, play out another one of uh, Al Capone's songs on our way out the show. We're going to say thank you, Al Capone, for being a guest, and we wish the best for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks to all the listeners. And sorry to the callers. I couldn't understand what you were saying, but um, if you have any questions or any uh, comments, Go ahead, my space me. I'll, I'll return the, uh, the comments. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. You've been a wonderful guest. No problem. You have a, a great Thank weekend. Thank you. Thank the you. Rest, well, I should say week. The weekend's over. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> Be productive. <laughs> you too, and I'll definitely keep in touch with you because I, I got a lot of other things going on too, and I'm, I'll be will, more than willing to, to uh, you know, do whatever you need me to do. Well, that'd be wonderful. I can help you promote a lot of things too. So you know, keep me in mind. And you have my number. Oh, for so sure. Call me. Anytime. Oh, for sure. I hit you for sure. All right. All right. You take care. care. Thank you. You too. You too. Love and-
the game, but that's the life I live. I did it for survival and to feed my kids. Yeah, I know I could have went to school, got me a job, I say that. When your back's against the wall, the times is hard. Man, I need to eat right now. I got nine, but I could barely pay the rent, let alone afford college. So I took my little GED, learned mathematics, used my marketing skills, and got me a package. Turned a hobby to an enterprise. A corporation helped many of my brothers in the same situation. Now I got the feds and courses that been judging my back. Prosecutors, pushing toward the Rico Act. They want to take my life from me, what's the best to give? And only God can judge me for the life I live. Finally get to see a people stare like they've seen the ghosts when I approach. Clutch on to the person, pull their children close. They see my face on the news and on the magazine cover. But don't understand the media, crucified brother. They don't know, they just report the news, don't have clues. Be so quick to judge, can't fit my shoes. All they ask about the drug arrests and interviews. Got me feeling like the heavyweight champ when he lose. What about the after school program? Me feeding the poor. The campaign I put together to protest the war. My business supports poor people through the recession. And how I use my life to it don't matter, I'm the bad guy, destined to die A very violent discipline that's road to fry
year. Rap scholar, dropping knowledge, went to college. Yeah, graduated, but I made it. Knew my potential, didn't like fundamentals. Got notebooks full of lyrics, written in pencil. The blueprint outline with an ink pen, so I'm going in. Yeah, my credentials don't qualify for hip-hop. My demeanor says it all, so won't stop working to be the greatest. The outcome, Grammy-nominated, time to get elevated. The transformation has been reinstated. We need for remission, I've been commissioned. Now sit back and watch it come through fruition. Life music logo plus the image equals a vision. Yes, I'm a Christian, not just my religion. Life music is my lifestyle, that's how I'm living. With a fan or a critic, watch how I spit it. King of uplift, inscribe on my vision. This is not a gimmick. Transformation, this is how I'm living. Yeah, with a fan or a critic, watch how I spit it. King of uplift, inscribe on my vision. This is not a gimmick. Transformation, this is how I'm living. Looking back, never thought I would be where I am, and it's all because of him still standing. Life through a curveball, despite my flaws. Hit a home run like Barry Bonds, it's long gone, his strength carries on. In the midst of devastation, Hades crying out, I can feel the frustration. Cry falls on deaf ears without any expectation. I came to give inspiration to the delicate situation. I'm like a breath of fresh air, call me ventilation. Trying to save hip hop from suffocation. Down on my knees in supplication, the end result, edification. He supplies every need without limitations So reach for the skies, hold my head up high Press on for the light, walk with faith and not by sight With a fan or a critic, watch how I spit it King of uplift, inscribe on my vision This is not a gimmick, transformation, this is how I'm living Yeah, with a fan or a critic, watch how I spit it King of uplift, inscribe on my vision This is not a gimmick, transformation, this is how I'm living Love. Wow. 